Welcome to the Communicate for Good podcast, where leaders on a mission to make the world a better place come to talk and learn about how communication, language, and words can help increase awareness, revenue, and impact with less stress and more joy. I'm your host, Erica Mills Barnhart, and I'm so excited you're here with me. Let's dive right in. Welcome to, or welcome back to the Communicate for Good podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today, I am Erica Barnhart, your host. Today, we're going to talk about mission-minded marketing trends. I got to tell you, recording this episode has taken a lot of time for a few reasons. One, I just have a lot, it turns out, that I want to share with you. And so I kept trying to plunk it all into one episode and it was getting to be like gargantu episode. And I know how busy you are. And so I try to be like mindful, respectful. I'm not quite sure what the right word is there, but the best word or the whatever word, the bomo. So I like kept putting stuff in and then taking it out. And then the irony of this, if you have listened to recent episodes, is that I, I, and you're going to hear me talk about it again here in a minute, like I'm on a bender about pruning in many facets of life, but including for your communication and marketing efforts. So I had a little moment where I giggled to myself because I'm like, Erica, prune, uh, make it easy for folks. So I've, I've stripped the things out, but just please know there's a lot more where this came from. I just, I have a lot going on in my brain as it relates to communication, marketing, messaging, leadership, words, language. Yeah. Uh, And I'm excited. I don't know. I'm excited about like what's coming up as we go forward uh, with this podcast. So I thought sometimes it's fun to know that behind the scenes, I don't know what happens, right? So this is like the, I don't even know how many times I've, I've redone this. So I hope that this is useful to you, that it lands, it prunes your research efforts as you're thinking about how can we, a mission-minded organization or team within a larger organization, how can we achieve our goals for the year by bringing in uh, marketing that is going to get us results, right? Because it's like a soupy landscape. There's so many different directions you can go in. That is still true. And there's some definite definite trends to pay attention to. So we're going to get into those. Let me just also be clear. I didn't do like exhaustive research. I did a fair amount of research. I was specifically looking at what seems to be working for nonprofits of all sizes. Um, Also organizations that kind of sit in that corporate social responsibility space, the ESG space, right? Like anything where it's like the point is to make the world a better place. But this is not... This is not a, an exhaustive lit review uh, type type deal. I, I combine that with like what I'm hearing from clients and other organizations and leaders in particular. So it's not like a definitive list of trends. It's more like when I combine kind of my experience with what I'm seeing and hearing, uh, this is what I'd recommend. So two things as preface uh, before we get into the trend trends. One... I'm hoping this is not a trend, to be honest, but it is, it's it's striking me, right? So I realized that I've been saying I've, I've been Claxon or some variation thereof has been around for 18 years. It's 19 people. It's 19. 
So I've been around long enough to see some things. And that's why I wanted to mention this. I've seen this before, but maybe not as starkly. I am really noticing how few organizations uh, and or leaders, like there's a reticence to set goals, especially marketing and communication goals. Like I I feel like maybe the organizational goals are shifting. And of course, marketing and communication are means to an end. So maybe it's just there's a lag. That's totally, totally fine. But it's it's different than before. So you won't know if you're successful if you don't put a stake in the ground and say, for now, this is our best thinking, right? This is what success looks like. Therefore, this is how we're, you know, this is our target audience and that's why we're going to pick these mechanisms. So I don't know if this is, like I said, that the goals and objectives aren't being set or if there's just a lag time or if it's a, a communication disconnect, uh, meaning actually those are already in place, but they're not being communicated um, throughout the organization. And, you know, no harm, no foul, like that happens. So I just wanted to mention it in case in case you hear that and you're like, oh, it is possible. Uh, I am seeing this a lot uh, that we didn't communicate that or that uh, it's worth communicating again, you know, and again. And I've commented on, on previous episodes about the importance of really communicating broadly about, you know, organizational goals, marketing and communication objectives, even with people who aren't on that team. Um, so I won't go into that here, but I did want to note that. So I'm not going to call it a trend. It's just a a thing that I've noticed that I wanted to mention. Let's also talk about pruning. Okay. (laughs) I want you to do less in 2023. We talked about this uh, in the Ask Me Anything in January. I've continued to talk about it on LinkedIn and other places. Why? Because I want you to get more satisfaction about what you uh, and results out of what you are doing. Okay. I like maybe by 2024, this will be a trend. And and this relates to how long I've been doing this. Uh, I've seen this before where there's kind of like a level of, gosh, the word that comes to mind is exhaustion. I may be projecting. I'm really tired today. So it's a little, it's like an overwhelm, right? And that overwhelm, I saw this, you know, after the 2008, you know, financial crisis, which is that just got to such a fever pitch that it's like, we just didn't have it in us to continue in that way. And so that level of disruption is real and it can be overwhelming. So uh, what I'm, what I am seeing, and I would encourage you to do is really get rigorous uh, about how many uh, how many mechanisms you have, right? So prune. I'm I, I you know I honestly I feel like it's like 2010 all over again, um, or there or thereabouts 2009 2010 because the model um, that I'm working with clients and that I'm happy to go over, uh, with you or it and ask me anything if you want to come is like pick one main, what I call content generation engine, and then one to two, maybe three, if you're a mid to larger size team organization, additional channels, and that's it. Okay. That's it. That can feel scary. So like you're releasing, uh, we talked a lot about this at the January asked me anything. So if you're if you're like, ooh, doing less does I get it? That sounds kind of inviting. 
yet scary, go back, listen to episode 72, because we talk about the emotional piece to doing less, to releasing other things. Okay. Another, sorry, this is a lot of preamble. You're like, where are the trends? They're coming, but you know, unless I put them into context and sort of do all the reminders about, you know, the how to think about this. I risk perpetuating shiny object syndrome. And I'm kind of in the business of like not having shiny object syndrome be a part of your life (laughs) because it stalls you out rather than gets you results. So I want you to think also, uh, this is another noticing I'm having, uh, which is we glump all of the mechanisms um, into the same time horizon. And I want you just to just start thinking about this because I'm I'm noticing for a lot of organizations, it's like, whoa, that's a different way of thinking about it. Really, you want some long-term, some medium-term, some short-term mechanisms, right, that align with your marketing communication objectives. So like podcast, just as a for instance, that's a long-term play, right? Like you don't start a podcast and expect overnight results. At the other end of the continuum uh, would be something like a quick email, where you're like, hey, we have this new offering, you know, would love to chat with you about it. Okay. That's like immediate. Like, let's, let's get, let's hop on the, the, let's hop on the horn, as they used to say. I don't know who used to say that, but anyway, let's, you know, that's very immediate. So just as you're thinking about these mechanisms and these trends, do you have ones that support for your target audiences, short-term, medium-term, and long-term objectives? Do the mechanisms match? Okay. Okay. Serious biz. Now we're going to talk about the trends. I'm going to talk about five. The first, but yeah, I'm going to talk about five. Three are about mechanisms and then there's two others. We'll just leave that open for now. Number one is LinkedIn. Number two is SMS or text messages. And number three, it is TikTok. All right. So let me go back to the top. According to Nonprofit Hub, this was stunning to me, actually, as uh, like it turns out, I, I use LinkedIn a lot more than the average uh, person. LinkedIn has roughly 300 million active users each month, but only 1% of these users are posting. 1%. So the takeaway for you is it's actually pretty easy to get traction because you're not vying for attention of the 300 million it's, I mean, you are, you want them to notice you, but your immediate, let's call it competition for attention on that platform, it's 1% of users. So, and there's a lot of investment happening in LinkedIn. So I think now is a really good time to see whether or not, and again, all of this is like, is that where your people are? Uh, Text messages. According to Text Sanity, <laughs> text messages have an average open rate, also get this, of 98%. 98%. That's huge. It's like gigantic, ginormous compared to the average email open rate, which is about 21%. That seems a tidgy high to me, to be honest, 21% even. But the point is, that is a, like, the open rate for text is way bigger. Now, Again, do your people respond to text messages? Uh, is that a way in which they want to be communicated with? Always great, you know, to ask permission, to you know, to ask people how they want to be communicated with when they first engage with you. But if this is something that that might resonate, that is a, a huge open rate. 
there isn't as much about click through. So you want to be real strategic and intentional about how you're using the text messages. Okay. Text would be an example, by the way, of a short-term, short-term mechanism, right? Okay. Let's talk about the TikTok. All right. <laughs> uh, TikTok is still expanding at a pretty uh, rapid rate. So TikTok is a place where you can have a lot of fun. Don't do it because you think you should do it. If there's a should in here, no, 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 don't, don't should on yourself. But if your believers are on TikTok, maybe go for it. One thing to know about TikTok is the research shows that you need three to 10 hours a week to generate the level of content that gets results. That is a no joke time in, uh, investment. So you'll need to experiment for yourself, right? Like how many hours per week do we need to invest in order to get the results? Give it, you know, a period of time. So don't dismiss it completely, but know that, that that's a pretty labor intensive commitment. You can have some fun here though. One of the nice things about TikTok is that there is an allowance for like, let's have some fun. Sure, let's do some education. Yes, this is, should align with your brand personality and your overarching um, strategy. But like, I, I like this example of um, hashtag uh, cookies with a cause, which was brought to us by Oreo. And the deal was that if you use that hashtag, okay, <laughs> uh, if you put a cookie, didn't need to be an Oreo. They were very explicit about it, but you know, it's insinuated. Um, you had to put the Oreo on your forehead and then without using your hands, try to get it into your mouth. Uh, you can imagine, you know, like this is sort of a humorous thing to watch. And then they donated up to the first million users. Uh, they made a donation to a nonprofit uh, I have this information, but I am presently blanking on it. I think save the children. So yes, save the children. Okay. When it, Oreo promised to make a donation to save the children when at least 1 million TikTok videos were uploaded with the hashtag. Okay. So slight, it wasn't per upload. It was when it got to a million. Um, so that's actually a very interesting, clever twist. Come to think about it. I'm glad that I looked that back up. Um, so that's just an idea or one example of how to use it. But I do think TikTok probably is worth considering. You hear that like hesitation in my voice. One, because again, the investment of time and energy is significant. And also it's gotten to a place where, where it's worth considering, especially as there is brouhaha and people are leaving Twitter. It is not clear how that's going to play out right now. Um, watch it. If you're on Twitter, see how that plays out for you and your followers, you know, be in alignment with your values around that. Um, but certainly that is, that's uh, a, a, that is trending um, and so you might want to be exploring other channels. All right. Uh, stepping away from like mechanisms and more like how to make regardless of what channel you may put content out on up your graphic design game. Nonprofits don't operate in a vacuum. You know, none of, none of you do. Uh, and getting on people's mental radar is, you know, it's just getting harder and harder. So, You've experienced this as a consumer, so you can tap into that. Like what you notice based on the graphic elements. There's like Canva for nonprofits, makes it very easy, not very expensive. But also, and again, I do feel like things are coming full circle. If you are going to invest in a graphic heavy platform, I think of Instagram as well for this, if that's in your mix, 
you know, it's it's worth it to have a designer, not necessarily in-house, because that's a bigger expense. Maybe that, maybe you need that, but someone who knows you can turn things around quickly, that type of thing. Canva, you know, it is is gonna be a step up. Uh, so those are ways to create attention-grabbing graphics. Now, you knew that I had to talk about words and the trends related to words. So let me, my trend is, so, so the trend actually has to do with overwhelm and exhaustion. And um, this is maybe more of a recommendation than a trend. But what I am seeing, so here's the trend and then therefore the, the recommend, corollary recommendation. There was a t- there there will be periods of time where and and you know there's a there are places where this works and doesn't work clever it works really well right it really works well given the period that we have come out of and that we seem to still be in with the intensity with how much just everything in the world seems intense and require requires. Uh, kind of a level of attentiveness and attention that is above average and has been for quite a long time. Our brains fundamentally, what they're trying to do is see patterns and save energy and keep us safe. Like that's really it for them, especially the subconscious mind. So there, you know, it's already like the reticular activating system is already like, I'm barely going to let anything through. Like there's so much here, people um, that you must pay attention to. So often Unfortunately, uh, when you're in mission-driven work, that can, and like, like not for clients, obviously, but for donors, for volunteers, for potential staff and board members, even it's a nice to have rather than a must have in terms of where we have to devote our attention. And so the trend that, that I'm seeing, I'm, um, I don't have anything to support it except anecdotally but I, but there is emergent research um, outside of the sector, which is to say, keep it simple. Just go back to kiss. Keep it simple, silly. Really, truly. And again, I talked about this in a previous episode. Uh, one of the ways also to do this um, is to really revisit the words that that I'm going to say you're relying on. So, so the words that keep popping up, you want to make sure that those are still aligned, right? So look at your identity statements, mission, vision, values, purpose, are they still serving you? And is there anything in there that is on a words to avoid list? <laughs> anything? Okay, so the, there's two biggies that you know I always talk about. One is um, Lake Superior State University every year uh, puts out a words to avoid list. This year, the number one was GOAT right? Greatest of all time. And they, if you go on the website, we, we'll link to it in the show notes. They go through the reasons for uh, each of these. And these are um, offered by people and then sort of like plus one, plus one, and they see what floats to the top. They also look at language uh, trends uh, outside of that, but they are sourced from um, suggestions from people like you and me. So goat inflection point. I do. I am seeing this people. Uh, I'm definitely, we're at an inflection point. Is there, it's not like terrible per se, but it's a little like, mm. um, quiet quitting, gaslighting, moving forward. <laughs> Amazing. I was like, really? Okay. I don't use it a ton, but you know, it's always a little pinchy when you're like, Oh, I did say that. I thought that that was an up level. Apparently not. Um, number seven is, does that make sense? Does that make sense? Um, irregardless, I believe this is the one that that is the only repeat on the list. Um, it's actually not a word. And then absolutely, 
And then number 10, it 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 is what it is. It is what it is. Okay. So that is from Lake Superior. So like, you know, like I was really struck by amazing. Also, I have used, does that make sense as a genuine way when I'm teaching or coaching to I want to know, like, are the, you know, there's always the words coming out of my mouth, the the message that I'm sending, and then what's received. So what is received is where the rubber meets the road and the piece that really matters. So I use this as a check-in. So this for me is like, oh, wow, I need to rethink how I check in. So it can be quite actionable that way, aside from fun, you know, just seeing what's happening. The nonprofit focus branding and marketing firm, Big Duck. Um, also comes out with their uh, own list, uh, specific, obviously, to nonprofits. So one that jumped out at me as sort of an exemplar um, of the trend, and I'm hoping to see more of, is the word, and I've talked about this before, stakeholder. They talk about this, uh, that this word ranges from, in their words, lazy to offensive in terms of why you want to avoid it. So that it's there. We'll link to this as well in the show notes. This is well worth taking a look at the reasoning in more depth, um, because because lazy is one thing, just like the verb provide, but offensive is another. And so, I think this is really um, worth being attentive to. Like, also, like, what do we what do we mean by stakeholders? And if I'm a stakeholder, how do I feel about being referred to as a stakeholder? How, how does that make me feel? Does that bring me closer into you as an organization or make me go, whoa, you don't value me? Okay. So those are the trends. You know what? I'm going to, mm, I told you I had so much on my mind. I have to add, this isn't a trend. It's just, it's something that um, I'm going to pop on your radar here and we'll talk about it more in future episodes. So there's a book called The Three Laws of Performance, Rewriting the Future of Your Organization and Your Life. Um, there's a lot in here, but one of the things that they talk about is the knots of language, the knots of language. And I want to read you something that I came across again, um, just because it struck me and I think it's worth reflecting on, ruminating on. So they say language is the means through which your future is already written. Language is the means through which your future is already written. So I'm going to pause there and say, as you think about your language, what future are you writing, right? What future are you writing? And they go on to say, untying the knots of language begins with seeing that whenever you say something, other communication is carried along with it. We call this phenomenon the unsaid, but communicated. I really, this, when I first read it, I was like, mm, that wow, that landed hard. And, and every time I reread it, um, I think what a beautiful invitation to really be attentive to what is carried along. If you are listening to this and you hold positional authority within an organization, big L leader, even little L leader, you may hold positional authority, but the higher up you are, the more is communicated yet unsaid. All right, that's a wrap. Do good, be well, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Communicate for Good podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you would right here, right now, go rate and review the podcast. Your review will help even more purpose-driven leaders, teams, and organizations learn how to use words to change the world. To find more ways that communication can help you increase awareness, revenue, and impact, 
head on over to www.klaxon.communicationnos.com.